Hey guys, it's Kara and Jacqueline. On today's show, we are going to discover the relationship between social media usage and mental health. Central questions we're going to dig through, followed by one: Is there a correlation between social media use and mental illness? Do patients already diagnosed with mental illnesses report higher social media usage? And three: Social media as a method to diagnose mental health problems. Kara, how much time do you spend on social media every day? Too much. Between Snapchat, Instagram, Visco, and the occasional scroll through Facebook or Twitter, it probably adds up to at least an hour or two every day. It's no secret that teens are spending a lot of time on social media. Recent studies suggest that teenagers are spending nine hours a day. Consuming some form of online media. On average, females spend about forty minutes more per day on social media than boys. And girls report higher levels of anxiety toward social media than boys. In addition to average teens posting videos of friends on their Snapchat stories and uploading selfies to Visco, some people have turned. Social media into a full-time career. Known as influencers, these people get paid to sponsor brands in their posts. And although their profiles may always look perfectly lit, cropped, and edited, we're going behind the scenes to see the hashtag no filter side of social media. Kiki Rich is a travel blogger and Instagram influencer known as the Blonde Abroad. In a recent interview, Kiki was asked to describe the aspects of being an influencer that most people don't know. She responded with, "Just how self-motivated you have to be." I hosted a few blogging retreats this summer. Thirty-two people came to learn more about the business side of things. They had no idea how much I did behind the scenes. You have to become an expert in everything. When I started, the social media influencer trail hadn't been blazed. We were all just winging it, and still are as the business grows and morphs into weird new avenues. When asked about the most challenging part of her job, she said, "The hardest part is keeping up with it. You can't go on a week's vacation. It's every day, all day long." One of the biggest keys to success is building community and talking to people. But when you have over a million people following you on like six different platforms, responding to questions is a full-time job. Then you have the actual content creation, the photography element, the curation of imagery, shooting and editing video, writing a daily blog post. It's a lot, and you're doing all that while traveling with spotty Wi-Fi. So you're basically working against yourself. Many influencers say they spend hours planning and executing photo shoots for their posts, and even more time editing them before they're ready for the messes. They clearly feel the pressure to look perfect on social media, but do you have to have over a million followers? 
for social media to affect your stress levels, self-esteem, and overall well-being? Recent studies are showing that average teenagers are play are paying the price for perfect social media profiles with their own time and mental sanity. So, what exactly is the correlation? Seven point three percent reported feeling very lonely. Sixty-one point nine percent reported feeling overwhelming anxiety, and thirty-nine point one percent. Admitted to feeling so depressed that it was difficult to function. Are these high rates of mental instabilities due to the increased pressure of social media? The same study found that frequent phone use was associated with higher stress, sleep disturbances, and depression among young adults, and higher levels of smartphone use at night. Before bed is also related to shorter sleep patterns and more symptoms of depression for teenagers. I've been scrolling through Kiki's profile, and I'll admit her life looks pretty awesome from here. Check out these pictures from South Africa. How could someone be so photogenic? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that you're not alone in feeling jealous. Recent studies indicate that social media users' comparisons with others often result in envy, depression, reduced happiness, etc., because they perceive others' lives as more favorable than their own. Question two. Do patients already diagnosed with mental illnesses report higher social media usage? It doesn't take a degree to see that social media is changing the way we function and interact with one another. But what do the what do those who study psychology think? We recently had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Maureen Meech, a clinical psychologist. Who works in a clinic for girls suffering from eating disorders? How do you think social media is impacting adolescents, and how is it evident in their mental health? Social media, especially photo sharing sites such as Instagram, definitely have the power to induce body dysmorphia, a negatively skewed view of one's own body. When you see pictures of people in bathing suits or workout gear, it can be hard not to compare yourself to the bodies you see online. It's when that need to compare and feel validated leads to restrictive and disordered eating that there is a problem. How much of the blame do you think can be placed on social media use? There are definitely many other factors that can lead to the development and diagnosis of mental health, mental illness. But social media often exaggerates the pre-existing problems. So someone who is already a bit insecure is likely to develop even lower self-esteem if they spend time on social media looking at pictures of peers doing things that they that make their lives look perfect. Or a girl who already struggles with her self-image, feeling pressured by the posts of others to look a certain way, leading to dangerous eating habits. Many people don't realize that anorexia. Is, has the highest death rate of any mental illness. Question three: Can social media be used as a method to diagnose mental health problems? 
We have heard many arguments claiming negative effects social media brings on mental health. However, thinking out of the box, researchers see this issue from a different perspective, for which I thought is pretty interesting. Ali Purmand, one of the researchers in emergency medicine department, George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences, specifically addressed suicide issue. Suicide is a significant public health problem among teenagers and young adults in the United States. It is difficult for early prevention because people often fail to disclose risk factors to physicians, despite sharing them with the public on social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter. While significant stress are placed on emergency departments to effectively screen and assess for the presence of suicidality in the rapid yet efficient manner, we figure out a way via social media. He and his co-workers gathered information from more than 300 studies related to social media uses and mental health and came up with the pretty amazing result. Viewing a patient's social media account can actually help ED physicians gain perspective into his or her mental health status and identify those at risk for suicide. Though ethical and privacy concerns associated with this method of data gathering make implementing such a practice controversial. However, they do see a potential possibility of using social media to diagnose mental health problems such as suicidal thoughts, even though formal studies analyzing if and how physician access to a patient's social media needs to be fully addressed. Today, we discuss the following questions. One, is there a correlation between social media use and mental illness? Two, do patients already diagnosed with mental illness report higher social media usage? Three, can social media be used as a method to diagnose mental health problems? And we were able to confirm that, yes, adolescents who report high levels of social media use tend to be more stressed, anxious, and depressed than those who do not. Many teens already diagnosed with conditions such as anxiety, depression, and eating disorders do frequently use social media. And someone's social media feed, including the kinds of things that they post, the filters they use on their photos, and the accounts they follow can be used as indicators of a mental illness, but are not a definite method of diagnosing a young person with a mental illness. So it's pretty clear that social media has plenty negative effects on mental health. So why do we continue to use it? Honestly, I'm scared of what I would miss out on if I didn't keep up my Instagram profile or my Snapchat streaks. Even though in reality, teenagers are actually missing out on more activities because of their use of social media. Social media probably won't be going away anytime soon. So how can we use it in a way that is healthy and productive? Limiting the amount of time we spend on social media is a good first step. And always keeping in mind that no one's life is perfect and no matter what they post look like. Social media can be a great way to keep in touch with people you don't see often and to document important moments in your life. So use this sparingly and remember not to take it seriously. Happy, Happy scrolling! scrolling.